Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I'm at Foam Industries, Inc., located in Rogers, Minnesota, Minnesota Made. Across from me is Jack Nelson, the sales master. How you doing, Jack? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. And the lovely Melanie LaRue is co-hosting with me. How you doing, Melanie? I'm great. Thanks, Jason. All right. So, Foam Industries, Inc., all things foam. So... You know, the display and some of the cool machinery I found interesting. I mean, you guys do a lot of different things, including foam, but also I guess you got your own woodworking area back there too, correct? Yes. Yeah, so that little display out front, I I seen cool things like foam boat flooring that allow people to walk on their boat floors without slipping and also having the comfort of foam under their feet and it also appears very durable that's a cool product do you do quite a bit of that uh, we do but the most important thing is definitely something that you can show off to your friends and mm. their boat is not going to look nearly as nice as yours does yeah <laughs> yeah you know I, I think i seen that flooring on a boat once it was a uh, one of those wakeboard boats wake setter and uh no shit, man. The guy said he, his his job was to take this big fancy boat to different lakes and display it. It was his his job to try to get exposure for the manufacturer of this boat. And I can't even remember what it was, but he told me the price tag on that boat was about two hundred thousand dollars for a wake setter. Wow. Right? Jeez. Nicest dang wake setter I ever set foot on. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to get permission to purchase one so we can do our own custom floor on it. But yeah, that's an uphill battle. So far. yeah, that's like some R&D for the company. I think you should be able to expense that. Yeah, <laughs> there's trying. a tax credit for it too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And so also appeared to do a lot of, let's say I want to create a frog dissecting kit consisting of a scalpel and tweezers and a magnifying glass. And my, my kit needs to, you know, those items need to sit in something when I sell my kit so it's uh, appears good to the end, end consumer and for shipping purposes. Now, that foam piece in which my tweezers, my scalpel, and my magnifying glass sit in, if I don't know how to make that uh, foam piece, I come to you guys. Yep, that's correct. We can uh, do a custom layout for you. You can provide me with the actual tools you want, or you can just send us like a step file, 3D CAD, and we'll lay it out and do all the custom depths and everything. Yeah. And make it all out of one piece. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's take it from the beginning. Do you remember the early days of the business? I think you said it started back in 2001, and both your mom and dad are involved in the business. And I didn't ask, do you have other siblings or family members that are working here? Yep, my sister works here as well. My folks are still both active. Uh, We just celebrated our 20th anniversary two weeks ago. We had a celebration for it. And there was actually a slideshow with my sister and I. And maybe I'll see if I can find this picture for you. But we're actually scrubbing the floor at our first facility to get some of the dust off the floor. So where was the first facility at? It was in Brooklyn Center. Brooklyn Center, that's where it started. Yep. Much smaller space than what we're in right now, correct? Yeah, we had about ten to fifteen thousand square feet. Yeah. So what's your dad's name? Scott. Scott. Was this Scott's idea? Yes. So And uh so, you know, I rarely 
sit around my house bored at night and think, hmm, I need to start a foam business. Like, how, how did this all come about? Scott was a partner at another organization, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my sister had just started school, so she was looking at entering the workforce. My mom's sister passed away from breast cancer, and my folks were in their mid-40s, and my dad decided that it was time for him to make a change and start his own company, so he was able to... Okay. Okay. So was the uh, your aunt passing away kind of um, a, a motivator in a sense to be, hey, uh, you know, I've thought about this, but, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I got to make this happen sooner than later. And that was a eye opener for your family. Is that correct? Definitely. That was the case. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your dad had some experience in a similar type business in the foam, foam space. And so he had that skill set, so he was pretty confident he could make a go of it on his own? Yep. Yeah. And that previous business, was he uh, you know, an employee or a partner uh, over there? And I guess, you know, were things going okay over there? Or was he was like, oh, man, I, I can't stand Jim, man. He's just a pain in my ass, and uh, I got to do my own thing. No, everything was uh, going good over there. They were growing. He was the vice president of sales. He was a partner. And then uh, ownership changed, and then things started to change on the front end. So he decided. It's a good time. Yeah, where the future was a little bit uncertain. So he decided, well, now is, now is just the time. Yeah. And then uh, one of our customers was part owner back at that time. So we were able to you know, work with them to get some equipment going. And okay. okay. Then we bought them out, I believe, a year or two later. Ah, oh, nice. Interesting. All right. So you started small with the idea of uh, let, let's continue it with this foam thing because I have experience in it. You started over in Brooklyn Center. Yep. And a smaller facility. Uh, you had a customer that was also kind of like an equity partner of some sort in the company, right? Yep. And uh, got you off the ground with some equipment and uh, those initial costs and working capital that might be involved. And here you are 20 years later in this, I don't know, it's, it's a big-ass building, man. And uh, <laughs> you got a lot, a lot of stuff back there over at Rogers. And um, when you started the business, was it doing exactly the same thing you are doing now? Or has the offerings or services expanded over the last 20 years? Uh, that's a great question. So all of our growth has actually been organic my mom was actually the first person to make a sale for us. She sold some uh, cylinders to the nail lady for nice. removing nail polish. Yep. So you know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Cylinders for nail polish? Mm-hmm. What, what the for heck? removing them. You put them yep. on your fingers and they stay on there. And Oh, really? Yeah, it kind of melts the fingernail polish away so you don't have to sit and scrub. Oh, yep. I didn't know that was a thing. So, so you got to get your nails Foam is done. everywhere, I tell you. <laughs> All right, so the first sale was made by your mom to a, a nail salon, like a one her, location or like her a nail lady. Nail was, lady. Yep. And uh, let me guess, your mom was there getting her nails done, and she's like, hey, I can make those things. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, good for her. And, and that's a great example of what we do. So uh, when we were in our first facility, then we purchase some wood equipment because our, one of our customers wanted some wood crates, so we were able to accommodate them, and we could do the foam for the insides. Mm. And then a couple of years later on, we were able to start purchasing corrugated plastic to go with to complement some of our other foams. 
Now, a corrugated plastic, that's what I seen back there when I made that comment about realtor signs. Yes. Yeah, that you put in the front yard. That's all exactly right. the right stuff. All right. All right. So okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. So corrugated plastic was one of the next steps and yep. kept going from there? Yep. And we actually do have a very small sewing operation, so we don't market bags, backpacks, luggage, anything like that. But if you have a, if you need a custom, we're very good at uh, prototyping and doing one-off custom pieces for people. Okay. Mm. That's good to know. Do you help with the design piece behind it too, or you just kind of rely on whatever they tell you? Uh, we can do both. Okay. But we're more an industrial sewing application, not a retail sewing application. Oh, sure. Gotcha. So what's your role here, Mr. Jack? You say you're in sales. So what's uh, what's that typical day look like for you? Uh, that's a great question. So I don't do a whole lot of selling to the end users. Most of our sales are through the distribution chain right now. So box companies and other packaging distributors will purchase from us. Mm. And maybe they will just do a direct drop ship by resale. Or they will put it together with other pieces from maybe another fabricator, like a box company, okay. and then ship it out from there. Okay. So that's the majority of your work is like to box companies or I guess, uh, is that what you call them? Shipping companies? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's uh, that's where that whole example that I mentioned earlier about my uh, frog dissecting kit with the, with the packing that's involved in that type of thing. So you're talking to those types of companies that supply, well, I guess, other companies with... Their packing needs, no? Yeah. Did I get that right? It's just kind of <laughs> confusing, man. Well, a great example <laughs> is there's like a plastic mold injection molder, and they'll do, you know, some dental equipment. Well, they want to sell, they're selling eight things. Well, let's put a handling tray with it, with foam in it. Okay. When we sell it. Yeah. All right. Got it. Well, um, what's, a, what's a good customer for you to look like? So if there's somebody listening to this that, and is in need of a foam type product, what would be a good client for you to talk to? Uh, somebody that is having damage in their shipments right now. So it, sometimes something's going UPS. Maybe they have one item or one item a hundred thousand times over the course of a year. Mm. If those are getting damaged where, or if there's a zero fail situation where like, a dialysis machine or a water purifier that cannot arrive to a clinic or an offsite damage. So they'll need custom packaging to make sure it arrives in one piece. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Some precious cargo material that needs to be protected. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, what's the future look like? Are you guys looking to uh, expand into anything in the near future or, you know, adding another location or? Anything like that? Uh, we are looking at expanding significantly, actually. Right now, uh, we're looking to double our sales in about the next five years. Wow. Which is... Better get to work, Jack. Pretty aggressive. I know. <laughs> I was getting bored, so you know, yeah. I want to Let's just set a goal myself. to double it. Yeah. So we've actually been selling quite a bit through other converters, other foam companies. We seem to have a very high mix of machines that some other companies maybe aren't willing to invest in that machinery. Oh, my dad's uh, clock's going. Oh, is a, is a cuckoo bird going to shoot out? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're looking to expand there and yeah, so double we, your sales? We've been selling to a lot of converters outside of Minnesota that 
you know, we have a, a router machine that we can router something for something and they don't have to worry about it. We can just yeah. ship it directly to them and they look like heroes to their customer. Nobody even knows. Okay, good. Yeah, that egg crate machine I found very interesting. Now, let's see how good you are uh, at selling egg crate packing material. And I asked the question, how do you guys make that stuff, man? Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> it's, I don't even know how to explain it. You got to see it. Right? You really do. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a bandsaw with a roller on top and above and below the blade. Yeah. And the rollers are shaped like gears that interlock and yeah. compress the foam. Yeah. And then as it cuts... As the, the foam, foam is compressed, it cuts. As the foam is compressed, it cuts, and you'll get a mated set on the other end. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, now that I've seen it and you describe it, I got the visual very well. But still, without seeing it, man, I think uh, I think it's difficult to understand. What's it like working with a family? You know, there's 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 quite a few of the businesses we interview have uh, family yeah, members definitely. involved. And uh, I'm, I was initially surprised by that. I don't know why. You know, I guess I pictured myself working with my dad. You work with your mom. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That was painful at first. <laughs> no no offense to my mom. But Shout out to Sherry. <laughs> yeah, no offense to my mom. But, you know, she grew up in the generation with no technology, computers, and so on. And her job was do this on the computer all day. <laughs> Dude, that was... <laughs> that's a nightmare. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd be like, hey, mom, you know, cut and paste this to there. And she's like, What? And then I would say, okay, I'd show her, right? And then she'd get, <laughs> she had like an old school spiral tablet sitting by her desk and I would start showing her. I'm like, okay, you got to put the cursor here and you got to left click and highlight and then right click and go down and select cut. And she's like, whoa, 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 let me get on my notebook. And then, <laughs> and then she started just writing out every word that came out of my mouth. And then I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. But she got it. Took a little while, but she got it. So I don't know. What's been your experience working with, with family? How's that been? Uh, we've always been a very close family. Not We don't have very big egos against each other by any means, so that's always been very helpful. Uh, we've always tried to help each other out as best we can, and sometimes that even means saying, no, we're not going to do that, which is uh, happens quite a bit these days, actually. I'm trying to... Uh, grow the business and you know I'm glad my folks are in there to kind of keep me in check every once in a while and but they also see where we're going yeah. and they want to support me as well. So you started here like 10 11 years ago, is that right? Yep. It was it sales immediately when you started here? Nope, I started answering the phones and actually that was when I became a full-time employee. I've always quote unquote worked here, whether it be in the wood shop, mm-hmm. on the foam side. Oh yeah, like weekends or after school or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I first officially started as a full time employee, I was just sitting at the front desk answering the phones. At that time we had a lot of customers coming in, which I couldn't yeah. tell you the last time that happened here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no walk ins anymore. No. Right. It's all digital. And, uh, you know, during this COVID thing, we talked about that a little bit. What have been some of the challenges recently that you guys have had, uh, I guess, encounter or try to overcome? You mentioned something about shipping, right? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yep. Shipping is challenging right now. All the local fleets are short drivers, short staffed. Storage trailers are very challenging to find right now for rent. 
or to purchase even. Hmm. Storage trailers. So this is after you make the end product and you got to store it somewhere. You put it in a trailer. Is that what's, that's uh, what? Or raw materials. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. And also, just for reference, it is currently August. I don't yeah. know when this podcast is going to come out. Probably, uh, yeah, it might November, be a whole December. new set of challenges yeah. when this comes out. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm predicting. Well, it's kind of already happening. This whole COVID thing is coming about again. You know, I don't know. You don't want to get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. So. You two have come across challenges. You know, we talked to a lot of contractors and building supplies are, of course, low, but it sounds like also your supplies are relatively low. And you you deal with wood and foam primarily, yep. right? A, a foam, is that a thing? Foam sh- shortages? Is that There is current? a foam shortage right now. Yep. Yeah. If, wow. It's, foam is everywhere, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are on allocation with some of our materials, on average, you could. It's safe to say our material costs have doubled in the last six months. Okay. Which obviously we have to pass that on to our customer. We can't just absorb a fifty percent or a hundred percent material increase. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're looking forward to the days when pricing starts coming back down. When's that going to be? I don't know, <laughs> but it's. I don't think it's going to be in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Melanie, what was your most surprising or interesting part of the tour and you can't use the whole egg crate cutting thing. How'd you thing. know that that was my favorite? Uh, I already used that one. <laughs> but that was my favorite. Hmm. I love the smell of a wood shop. So Yeah, you like the wood area? I like the wood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my face uh-huh. is beat red now. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I walked right into that. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> this is a family show, Melanie. So keep yes, it clean. Dear. Yes, dear. Okay. Uh, so uh, another cool thing I thought was those huge blocks of foam. How big are those? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're f- uh, approximately 44 inches tall, 82 inches wide, which is about seven feet and nine feet long. Four by seven by nine? Yep. So when you were a kid, you ever like jump on them? I y- mean, yep. And you know what? Those <laughs> things only weigh like three hundred pounds. They're not even that heavy. Yeah, but they're yeah. massive. But try and move one. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. So uh, help me out again. I'm gonna try to summarize what what a good Everything customer. Foam. Yeah, a good customer. Well, you know, if I if I need, well, I just bought a foam seat for my bench i can't come here and buy that seat right correct but if i'm the company that sells those foam seats and i need somebody to make the foam seats for me before i put my name on them you guys are it absolutely or same thing with like shipping containers in general if i own a shipping container business and uh, i supply shipping containers to other businesses and I need, you know, custom wood crates made or with foam inserts or custom corrugated material, plastic materials that are part of that shipping container. I call you guys. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're, say, a metal shop and you're making 500 units a year mm-hmm. and you're shipping them overseas and they may sit on a container for three months or in port or whatever, and you're sh- currently shipping them in cardboard or corrugated, Yeah. and they turn to mush when you go to pick it up, yeah. well, maybe it's time you look at a plastic box with a foam insert. Yeah, I agree. It would be about that time. <laughs> 
All right. So, you know, bringing this thing home, one thing I wanted to mention is that I asked you if you've ever been on a podcast before, and you're like, nah, guitar pedals, right? Yes. You're a guitar enthusiast. Yes. You play in any local bands or anything? Or is this something you just kind of do down in the basement? Or uh, It's pretty much just a basement thing right now. I do have another company that I started, I believe, six years ago, Dropping Acid Pedal Etching. Dropping Acid Pedal Etching. Yes. <laughs> you know, Catchy I th- name. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one to forget. <laughs> Dropping Acid Pedal Etching. So if I have a guitar pedal that I want a custom logo or something etched on it that's what you guys that is what i do yes so i'll strip it down to bare aluminum put a negative transfer on it and then acid burn yeah the rest of the enclosure and then it's etched on there wow Wow. man you know i'm exposed to all kinds of things i get smarter by the day you know, I had no idea there <laughs> right? was such a thing. And what's interesting is uh, some of my pedal contacts actually buy foam for their guitar pedals because they make guitar pedals as well. Oh, so we do a little foam a little insert. To, cross-selling. Yep. Yeah. It's like all it. connected. Yeah. That's like awesome. It. So what I forget? You know, I, I, I try to, uh, to listen and ask appropriate questions that pertain to your business, but uh, I don't want to miss out on anything. Did I think I covered it all? Yeah. Uh, There isn't a, we're a job shop is the bottom line. We don't do one thing. We make a lot of end caps. We make a lot of pad sets. We do a lot of kidding. A lot of anything that's custom packaging is what we do. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right, guys. I want to put out your contact information here. Jack Nelson, here's his cell phone number. I'm kidding. Put it out there. That's how everybody else calls me. (laughs) All right. Here's Jack Nelson's cell phone number, 612-363-6637. Their website is foam-industries.com. The main line is 763-503-9265. Again, located in Rogers, Minnesota. If you have any foam needs, give Jack a call. He's got the answer. Jack, I appreciate your time, and I I hope the best for you. I I think you're going to triple. I got a feeling you're going to triple sales in the next five years. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.